Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. From legends hanging it up. Ladies and gentlemen, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels has left the building. To young talent grabbing the brass ring. The last 10 years ushered in some of the best wrestlers the industry has ever seen. This is Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade on Sirius XM Fight Nation. I'm Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, and you can always hear Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. WWE has always relied on a certain type of wrestler. Shawn Michaels was one of the first wrestlers in WWE history to buck that trend. The Heartbreak Kid would kick off the decade by calling it a career. With legendary figures like Shawn Michaels calling it quits and stars like The Rock and John Cena transitioning to Hollywood, the void of a new superstar needed to be filled. Tommy Dreamer on Phil Brooks, also known as CM Punk. CM Punk is most important this past decade because, again, through social media where the fans wanted change, and he got on that microphone and he spoke his mind. He did not care about ramifications. He was saying what the fans wanted to say all along. Or even when he mentioned Colt Cabana's name and on the entranceway of Raw, where he just sat down and talked to the audience, people were like, what is going on? And he gave truth and validity to the wrestling fan. Everything was different about him. And then when he got so fed up, he left. And he left a lot of money on the table. But for him, you can no longer put a price tag on my happiness. And I'm the top, top guy in this company. And for him to walk away was a bigger statement. And I'm happy he's back because as wrestling fans, we need closure as well. And now that he is back, it's funny. There's no more CM Punk chance. He's still doing his job. He reminds me of a modern-day always has modern-day Roddy Piper, where Piper would say things that you wouldn't normally want to hear. Uh, Shane Douglas did it in ECW, where he was you know, cutting shoot promos on people, but you never saw that in WWE. You may have heard about it, but now through social media, it all picked up, and, and Punk, man, his, his place in WWE history will go down forever, and I don't know if we'll see another match, but we at least maybe could one day see him in the Hall of Fame, and the door is back open on that end. Punk was a tattooed, straight-edge guy from Chicago who looked different than any WWE superstar ever had. In the summer of 2011, he was out to silence the doubters and let his contract run out as WWE champion. It made him unique, but he had to fight against that his entire career. In the summer of 2011, also known as the Summer of Punk, he would make it known to the world he would be looked over no longer. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I've grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that they're just that. They're completely imaginary. 
The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no, how many, no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on the poster WrestleMania. I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th. And hell, who knows? Maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. The reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still going to pour money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning, and I understand that. But Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical, douchebag yes-men like John Laurinaitis, who's gonna tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, but the fact is, it's, it's gonna get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. The promo that would be known as the Pipe Bomb promo sent shockwaves through the wrestling world. Fans who hadn't watched wrestling in years flocked to YouTube to check out this CM Punk guy. Busted Open spoke to Punk at WrestleMania 29 about his historic mic work. Going into and coming out of the Pipe Bomb promo, did you realize how it was going to rock pro wrestling? No. No, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I, people still don't get it. Um, and, it and it's funny, too, now that I'm, now that I'm a bad guy. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, that when, when, I was, when I was the hero, they're like, great. He's great. He said that he went out there and he just did it. And now that I'm a bad guy, they're like, "Oh, he, it was it was scripted and he's he's phony and he's bullshit and blah blah blah." The truth of the matter is, I went out there with a live microphone and I said whatever the hell I wanted. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm a businessman and I wasn't about to burn my bridge. I wasn't out to uh, about to go out there and just start swearing. You know what I mean? But I went out there and I aired my grievances. There was uh, there was a bunch of junk that I wrote. Then I handed to Vince that he was like, okay, yeah, say that. And I said, none of that. <laughs> I, I said, whatever the hell I wanted. You know what I mean? Um, and I, because I was, I was out the door. I was leaving. I was going home. So I didn't care. Legit. Yeah, legit, 100%. I, and looking back on it, it really was kind of like a magical time because, like, I really, like, I mean, the most powerful thing in the world is when somebody just doesn't give a fuck. And I didn't care. You know, and so, I mean, like I said, what were they going to do? Were they going to fire me? I mean, come on. I was going to Australia the next day. If they fired me, I didn't have to go to Australia the next day. That, that would have been, been fine with me, you know. Uh, but, no, I had no idea. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be great and it's going to rejuvenate me and my career and blah, blah, blah. No, I was just done. I didn't care. The fans loved it, but Punk was still feeling resistance from some in the WWE. Triple H had a completely different opinion on the promo when he spoke to us in 2011. Punk said one thing, I don't remember what the first thing he said was, like my, my idi idi his yeah. idiotic, Vince's D idiotic daughter or whatever. Yeah, right? doofus son-in-law and idiotic yeah. daughter. Uh, but it was better than douchebag. He called Johnny a douchebag, which is way worse, right? True. <laughs> so that was the joke backstage. Like, at least I'm just a doofus. You're a doofus. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if you look at it from that standpoint, right, he called, like, 
me a doofus, Steph an idiot, and Johnny a douchebag. And everybody went, oh, my God, he tore the roof off the place. He just ripped the veil off. And, like, it was the most, you know, crazy promo of all time. It was like five years ago, no one would have blinked. You know yeah. what I mean? That would have been a tame segment. And and everybody looked at, would have looked at that promo and gone, well, so what? Like, he didn't say anything. You know? And And... In order for that to get the reaction it did, we had to go where it had to go. You know, I mean, I think sometimes people think we bumble through this. Uh, you know, especially the the uh, and I'm not this. I don't mean this disparagingly. The internet fan, mm. I think, sometimes thinks we just kind of like throw darts against the wall and and fumble around to see what we can come up with next. You know, there is actually a plan uh, to a lot of this stuff, but things change. It's live television, and people react certain ways, and things don't happen the way you expect them to, and you have to make changes. But they, but but there's a plan to a lot of this. In a promo that many fans think may be the best promo ever in pro wrestling, I'll say this. I think it's one or two when you look at the greatest promos ever. Punk vowed to beat the face of the company, John Cena, at Money in the Bank and leave with the WWE Championship. The match turned out to be one of the greatest modern WWE matches of all time, and that chip on Punk's shoulder was finally validated. Mystery man realizing the severity of this situation. John Cena just told the boss, not that way. We're going to do it my way. And CM Punk! CM Punk! GTS connecting! GTS connecting! CM Punk had become the biggest star the company had seen since the guy he beat, John Cena. He would never reach the heights he did on that night in his hometown of Chicago again. Punk would fall out of love with wrestling after spilling his guts on the Cole Cabana podcast about why he would leave the WWE. He was gone from wrestling for good. He would reappear before the end of the decade when he made waves joining FS1's new WWE studio show, WWE Backstage. Host Renee Young asked him if he ever get back in the ring again. Are we going to see CM Punk step back in the ring? I mean, we've got Survivor Series in Chicago, Royal Rumble's just around the corner. I mean, people love that that element of surprise of Rumble. <laughs> so it, regardless of what my answer is, there's somebody that's always going to be upset with it, right? And like, as I've said, I've stated, I, 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 I work for Fox. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody in WWE. Um, it's nothing that I'm actively pursuing or interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm 41 years old, and I've lived an experienced life where I know to not say no. Sure. But that, they, I mean, that's going to be a bridge that uh, is is going to have to be built, and it might take as long as building the Great Wall of China because there's, there's some hurdles. There's some hurdles there. Undertaker! WrestleMania 29, CM Punk became the 21st victim of The Undertaker's WrestleMania win streak. The fact that he wasn't in the main event would be the last straw for his WWE run. It was all he ever wanted, 
One year later, everything for The Undertaker would change as well. You're listening to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Through the moments and superstars that defined a decade of wrestling, this is Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade on Sirius XM Fight Nation. I'm host of Busted Open, Dave LaGreca. The Undertaker's legendary WrestleMania win streak is forever etched in wrestling lore. The Dead Man was WrestleMania's biggest attraction. For over 20 years, you could always count on The Undertaker appearing on the grandest stage of all. In 2014 on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, everything would change for one of the biggest stars in WWE history. Bully Ray on one of the most shocking moments of the decade. I do not believe that The Undertaker's career should have ended with the streak at WrestleMania 30. There is absolutely no reason for his career to end. The only person that knows when his career should end is him. If he has gas in the tank, he should still go out there and do it. If he can still entertain, he should go out there and do it. If he can still give people the rub, other talents the rub, he should still go out there and do it. If he can still get other talents over, he should still go out there and do it. Just because a streak came to an end does not mean he should stop doing it. Um, No reason whatsoever. Um, I'm happy to see him still around. I am, I look forward to see him positioning himself with certain talents. And that's the great thing about where he is right now. He can pick a talent that he knows can benefit from a story situation or match with him and thus lend credibility to that talent, i.e. a guy like Bray Wyatt, a gimmick much like The Undertaker. Could you imagine Taker and The Fiend standing across from one another. There is some really great work left to be done with The Undertaker, and I look forward to seeing it. If you had to ask me what was the biggest match of the 2000s, I'd have to say Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. I think it's the greatest match in WrestleMania history and probably the most impactful match, not only for The Undertaker, which took his game up a little higher at WrestleMania, but it'll also start the story to the end of Shawn Michaels' career. They followed that matchup at WrestleMania 26 at the start of the 2010s. A great sequel to one of, if not the greatest, WrestleMania matches of all time, and The Undertaker's win streak was still intact. At this point in his career, The Undertaker wasn't seen on WWE programming week to week, just at WrestleMania. After taking his streak to 21-0 at WrestleMania 29 with the victory over CM Punk, his biggest test would come the following year in the form of the beast, Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman spoke to us days before the match about Lesnar's threat to the streak. This is the greatest threat the streak has ever had. This is the most accomplished athlete in the history of WWE or even in sports entertainment. I mean, you can point to Randy Couture or Chuck Liddell or Anderson Silva or George St. Pierre. You can point to Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin or The Rock or John Cena. Nobody has ever been an NCAA Division I heavyweight champion, the undisputed UFC heavyweight champion of the world, and the undisputed WWE heavyweight champion of the world. Brock Lesnar is the single most accomplished athlete or sports entertainer in history. And he's going after the streak. He's going after the most significant undefeated streak in the history of sports entertainment, 21-0 at WrestleMania. Now, that doesn't sell a fight right there. 
what else can I tell you? I mean, you know, it's 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 the old it's the old line by by a wrestler who's a long guy named Dick Murdoch. You know, here's how you promote a fight: you say you respect me, I call your mama a whore, <laughs> we fight. <laughs> now, so, now, if you were to use that. Then I'm buying. I mean, it. right, you know. So, so you know, Brock comes on TV, goes, "Hey, Undertaker, man, your your mama's a whore." Oh, that's it. <laughs> I gotta buy this fight. Let's go, man. Here's my money. Get me the network. You know, come on. I mean, again, you know, I I understand how some people envision what the promotion of the fight is going to be, but again, you only have so much time to make so mm-hmm. many points. To me, to me, my job in this push to the fight has been to acknowledge the fact that this is the greatest undefeated streak in history. And you've done a great job of that. Well, thank you. You know, but but, but that, that that's my mindset. Hey, listen, here, who are these two guys? The most accomplished athlete in, in, in history and the owner of the most impressive streak ever. Why are they fighting? Because this guy is defending his streak. This guy wants to break it. Why should I pay to see it? Because it's the greatest streak ever and this is its most um, um, credible threat. Mm-hmm. So if Brock Lesnar is the most credible threat to the Undertaker streak, and the streak is this important, and these are the two guys that are going to clash for it, and I know who both personalities are, we've sold it. And if we haven't, then we haven't. WrestleMania 30 would go down in history as one of the most important WrestleManias of all time. I'm not sure if anyone believed the streak could last forever, but no one was prepared for what was about to happen in New Orleans. What can he do? What does he have the strength left to do? Undertaker with Brock Lesnar up high. Perhaps looking for the tombstone pile driver. Does he have the strength left? Tombstone pile driver! The cover on Lesnar! These guys have hit each other with everything they have. Two F5s. Undertaker kicked out both times. Tombstone pile driver. Brock Lesnar kicks out. Undertaker. Two incredible athletes fighting for their place in history. Undertaker signals it's over. Maybe he's not human. Again. Oh. All right, Brock Lesnar counter. Brock Lesnar counter. Lesnar counter. He's got Undertaker up in his shoulders again. Not again. Going for a triple. A third and five to the Undertaker. Brock Lesnar into the cover. Hooks the leg. The streak is over. The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak was over. Taker would return at WrestleMania 31, defeating Bray Wyatt, and at WrestleMania 32, defeating Shane McMahon inside of Hell in a Cell. The Undertaker's biggest test since Brock Lesnar awaited him in Orlando at WrestleMania 33 against Roman Reigns. Reigns was clearly Vince McMahon's next chosen one, and the fans were beginning to reject it. Roman vowed at WrestleMania 33 he would claim his yard from the dead man. Oh, oh my wow. God! What a right hand! Thunderous oh. right hand, and another one. Undertaker is—he can't defend himself. His hands are down. Oh, look out! Look out here! Momentum! Momentum! Oh, oh man! God. And a 
huge spear into the heart of The Undertaker, and Roman Reigns has defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Here is your winner, spear. Roman Reigns. My God, what a physical matchup. Arguably the greatest win of Roman Reigns' career. Maybe the greatest win of Roman Reigns' career 20 years from now, 100 years from now. He just defeated The Undertaker, who The Undertaker emptied everything in his arsenal. Maybe everything in his soul. After staring up at the lights for what seemed like an eternity, The Undertaker sat up the way he always did, but it just didn't have the same feeling to it. He took his hat and his coat and left them in the center of the ring. Was The Undertaker calling it a career? Here's what it sounded like minutes later on the Busted Open WrestleMania 33 post show. I can't believe it because it is heartbreaking. I mean, all these moments that we've had with The Undertaker and for it now to be over and in the question start was this the right time you know was this wrestlemania the right one for him to step away was roman reigns the right guy to finish off the career of the undertaker i'm speechless at this point and the other thing too is we always knew and and undertaker's an old school guy so we always knew that he's going to want to put somebody over in the process he's put two guys over because he had Brock Lesnar end the streak and now Roman Reigns end his career. And those are two careers now he has just made from two WrestleManias. That was Roman Reigns with Jonathan Coachman after supposedly ending The Undertaker's career for good. Taker would return to face John Cena at WrestleMania 34, the site of where the streak ended. WrestleMania 35 would be the first mania since Taker's first win where he would not appear. Mark Henry on the changing of the guard in the WWE over the last decade. About every 15 years in pro wrestling, uh, there is a changing of the guard, if you will. Uh, there's some guys that last 20 years, not very many. If you're in the business for five years, for 10 years, you're really, really lucky. And that means that everything worked out. And when it didn't work out, they decided, you know, it's best to use you to elevate somebody else than to discard you. It's great to go out on your own terms. But I think that every wrestler that ever sets foot in the ring, when it's your day to get out, you have to give back. You have to be able to go to the office of that company or another company and say, hey, man, my best days are over. But who y'all trying to build? Because that's who I want to help. And it's an honorable thing. It's like having an honorable death in, in war. You don't want to go out and feel like you didn't give back to your country or give back to uh, the company that you work for. And that's just the way I, I look at it. After the break, we head back to Bourbon Street in WrestleMania 30 and perhaps the greatest WrestleMania moment ever. You're listening to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. From WrestleMania 30. To All In and the creation of AEW. Guys, it kind of feels like, it smells like, I don't know, it seems like this is a revolution. 
This is Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade. This is host of Busted Open, Dave LaGreca. WrestleMania 30 is widely regarded as the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Even without the shock of the Undertaker streak ending, the story of Daniel Bryan alone makes it an all-time great moment. Mark Henry on the importance of Bryan at WrestleMania 30. There's never been a case in my all my years of being a fan and the 24 years that I've wrestled where I saw the deck stacked against someone as highly as it was stacked against Daniel. And when he won that championship at WrestleMania, it, it cemented his legacy as a tough guy. It cemented himself as a ring tech tactician because it wasn't just blood and guts for him. He thought his way out of those problems. And those were the stories that are told. Daniel Bryan is gonna go down in history, in my opinion, as the guy that battled adversity better than any wrestler, wrestler in history. Daniel Bryan's moment in time could be right here. He's feeling it. He knows it. the strength of John Cena. Daniel Bryan up on the shoulders. Over the AA. Bryan pulls him over. Hooks the leg. Shoulders are down. He's getting no two. Bryan misses wildly. And he caught him to the side of the head. And now the universe loved this. Daniel Bryan, known as Bryan Danielson on the indie circuit, was one of the most accomplished wrestlers in the world before joining the WWE. Just like CM Punk before him, Bryan looked different and found it difficult to break through in the WWE. Through great matches and the underdog mentality, he got over with the fans. He got his shot for the WWE Championship against John Cena and won at SummerSlam 2013. However... Triple H had concocted a plan with Randy Orton to ruin Daniel Bryan's moment. After months of being screwed at every turn by the authority, the fans had enough. The Yes movement would hijack the shows, and Bryan became the most popular wrestler since CM Punk. He was a true underdog, and the fans insisted Bryan get a real shot at the title in the main event at WrestleMania 30. In order for Bryan to get into the championship match with Batista and Randy Orton, he had to beat Triple H at the beginning of the night first. Oh, he lands on his feet. 
Brian earned his shot. We spoke with Brian prior to WrestleMania 30 about the evolution of the Yes movement and how he ended up on the grandest stage of them all. Uh, it's just been incredible, and it's it's surreal. It's um, it's one of those things that you just look back and you're thankful for the life that you have because uh, what I set up there isn't isn't kidding. As a kid, you just sit in bed and you just think like, hey. This is my dream, but you, this is bigger than what I thought it would be. Like, I never imagined when I was, you know, 14, WrestleMania 12 was at the Anaheim Pond. You know what I mean? Like, now we're wrestling in the Superdome in front of 70,000 people, and it's bigger than you thought it would be. And the connection between the fans, you can't create it. You can't, I can't go out there and do something and tell you this is how you create this connection with people. You can't do that. Like, it just happens organically, and it's not not anything that I did it's just something that happened it's not anything that I've actively done it just happened and there's a million guys who have worked just as hard as I have who are very good in the ring and who are way better at me than talking and, and stuff like this who there wasn't that connection and you can't explain it it's it's mystical it's it's like the muse for writers with the odds stacked against him facing two other men in Batista and Randy Orton Daniel Bryan achieved the impossible and now Batista Looking for the Batista bomb to put Randy Orton away. And with the championship, there's the Batista bomb. Daniel Bryan, Nina Batista, Nina Batista, Nina Batista. Come on, Bryan. Come on, Bryan. Yes, Rock. Come on, Daniel. Come on, Daniel. Tap out Batista. Tap out Batista. Tap out Batista. No way. Batista's going to tap. Batista's going to tap. He did it. He did it. You can't be kidding me. was WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. Daniel Bryan had filled the void of the fan-favorite superstar after CM Punk left the company a year prior. His long road to the WWE and injuries caught up with him in 2016. After a series of concussions, he had to step away. It gets to a point where they tell you 
that you can't wrestle anymore. And I have loved this in a way that I have never loved anything else. And it is with a heavier heart and the utmost sadness that I officially announce my retirement. I have gotten to do what I love for nearly 16 years. I am grateful. Now, tomorrow morning, I start a new life. A life where I am no longer a wrestler. But that is tomorrow, and that is not tonight. And by damn, I have one more night to feel this energy and to feel this crowd. So if I could just get one last yes chant, I would really appreciate it. Brian would stay involved with the WWE in various roles as SmackDown GM and the host of the popular WWE Network show, Talking Smack. On March 20th, 2018, after years of seeing different doctors and hundreds of tests, Daniel Bryan was cleared to return to in-ring competition in the WWE. A little over two years ago, uh, when I was forced to retire, it was one of the hardest days of my life. But I, I focused on one thing, on being grateful. And over the last two months, I've asked WWE to relook at my case. And they sent me to the best neurologist all over the country. And all of these neurologists, every specialist, every doctor I've seen has said the same thing, and it is this. You are cleared. So now, on to the fun stuff, right? I don't know exactly when or where I will get back in this ring. Does, does that sound like a good idea? I don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but will Daniel Bryan compete in a WWE ring again? Daniel Bryan, he created a movement and he transcended professional wrestling. He became a pop cultural icon where sporting events were doing, you know, the yes chance, the world, he made the world recognize his greatness.
And even if you're not a wrestling fan, you could look at soccer events where hundreds of thousands of people are going, yes, yes. It became part of the culture at all sports, still to this day. And he was the ultimate underdog. He didn't look like the face of, of the company, but his talent made him rise to the fans like, this guy works his ass off. And everything he did turned to gold. And the fans want to see his talents shine, and they finally got it. It was a giant exhale for the wrestling fan when he won it because it was like they felt they won it when he won it. It was like, yes, we did it. One of our guys won. That was Tommy Dreamer on the importance of Daniel Bryan in the modern WWE. After the break, Tommy and I look back at legends we lost over the last 10 years. You're listening to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade on Sirius XM Fight Nation. This is Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer. The pro wrestling world lost some of the biggest and most influential names in the history of our sport over the last 10 years. We like to take a few moments to remember these people for their contributions to professional wrestling and for all of the great memories they left with us. One of the most influential wrestlers, personalities, and creative minds in the world of professional wrestling was Dusty Rhodes. We lost the American dream on June 11, 2015, and he left behind a legacy that we're still feeling in the sport to this day. Whether it was his skills on the microphone, his work with the next generation in NXT, or the passion of his sons, Cody and Dustin, inside an AEW ring, each and every time you turn on your television and watch pro wrestling, you are seeing something that was either created or influenced by the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty's most iconic mic work came during his epic feud with Ric Flair in 1985 when he delivered the promo that would simply be dubbed Hard Times. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked for a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. The feud between Dusty and Ric Flair was epic and culminated in the American Dream winning the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship from the Nature Boy inside a steel cage at the Great American Bash in the summer of 1986. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the winner and you! After the passing of his father and later his departure from WWE, Dusty's son, Cody Rhodes, spoke with us in 2016 
about the void his father left in the wrestling world. It's Dusty Rhodes, man. Like, to me, he's, he's one of the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And if you disagree, I would tell you to look into what he did for cable television because Dusty is, without Dusty and without Vince, going at each other in the 1980s, the advent of cable, uh, cable and pay-per-view would not have happened the way it happened. So I, I always consider him from both a biased family member, but also from an objective wrestling fan standpoint, I consider him one of wrestling's Mount Rushmore. So it's a void that I don't think wrestling fans and have had to deal with a loss like this ever. Oh, yeah, dig it. Somebody who's been imitated over the years but never duplicated, Randy Macho Man Savage carved a unique path in the world of professional wrestling. From a failed stint in Major League Baseball to a Hall of Fame career in pro wrestling, there are a few that have done it any better than Randy Savage. He was not just a superstar in the ring, but a mainstream superstar in pop culture. From TV commercials and endorsements to a hip-hop album and a role in Spider-Man, he truly was a larger-than-life character. Ahead of his epic showdown with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania 3, Savage spoke with Mean Gene Okerlund and did what he does best, get us to tune in to his match. WrestleMania 3, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, 90,000 plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because you'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And George the Animal Steel on the outside will be no factor. Yeah, because I am I'm ready, and I will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Man. The stage was set at the Pontiac Silverdome, but no one could have anticipated what we're about to see. Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat delivered arguably the greatest match in WrestleMania history and reinvented what a pro wrestling match could be for generations to come. And Hebner just now making it to his feet, and Savage has got the belt back. Give me a break. Look at that. Oh, great interference. The animal pushed him right off. I think the bell rammed Savage in the head, Jess. But the champion's still in control. Now a small package by the dragon. When you think of the heels in pro wrestling, the guys and girls you hated the most over the years, one name sticks out above the rest, and that's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Despite being one of the most influential bad guys in wrestling, Roddy Piper was also one of the most loved wrestlers ever, whether it was his fellow workers or the fans who watched him. Roddy Piper's defining moment was being in the main event at WrestleMania 1 when he and Paul Orndorff took on Hulk Hogan and Mr. T at Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania, of course, would go on 35 years later to be the benchmark of excellence in pro wrestling. Look at this now. Full Nelson now. Roddy Roddy Piper 
Rodriguez about to lower the ball. Look out! Oh, he hit Orgar. Unbelievable. With the cash. Down for the cover. Pat Patterson. He got out. He got out. Unbelievable. Pandemonium here in the garden. The man who sold out Madison Square Garden countless times for years the face of an organization for decades, a man whose legacy cannot be defined by one moment or a match, an icon in the Northeast, Bruno Sammartino belongs on any Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Before his passing on April 18, 2018, we had the opportunity to speak with Bruno Sammartino for our busted open top 10 feuds of all time special. Here's Bruno talking about his greatest nemesis, Larry Zbysko. I was very fortunate throughout my career, but this was the biggest of all. And for me, it was the best of all because I retired shortly after that, and that's the way I wanted to go out. I wanted to go out still on top, you know what I mean? I, I was told by the guards and other people how people would literally try to attack him. Uh, somebody, I think, stuck a knife in his behind. No question, a lot of times they had to escort him, the police, to get him out of their safe because people, some people would actually be waiting for him, trying to get to him, you know. So no question, he went through some uh, very, very rough times. One of the most popular yet controversial characters in the history of pro wrestling. The Ultimate Warrior single-handedly ended Hulkamania in the 80s and was even deemed by Vince McMahon to be Hogan's successor. However, Warrior's fall from grace was swift after a failed stint in WCW and a disastrous return to the WWF. He was gone from the business completely. In 2014, Triple H brokered Warrior's return to the WWE for his Hall of Fame induction. Warrior was gone just days later on April 8, 2014. After his Hall of Fame induction and appearance at WrestleMania 30, Warrior made his return to Raw on April 7, 2014, after not appearing for 18 years. He passed the next day, but was able to speak to the fans one last time. In the back... I see many potential legends, some of them with warrior spirits, and you will do the same for them. You will decide if they lived with the passion and intensity, so much so that you will tell your stories and you will make them legends as well. I am Ultimate Warrior. You are the Ultimate Warrior fans. And the spirit of Ultimate Warrior will run forever! One of the greatest NWA World Heavyweight Champions of all time and maybe the toughest man to ever step into the squared circle, Harley Race passed away on August 1st, 2019. When you see that 10 pounds of gold, the man you picture more than any other is the King, Harley Race. From his first championship run to his loss to Ric Flair at Starrcade 83, he gave us some of the best moments and memories in NWA history. To remember the life and the legacy of Harley Race, we spoke to the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion responsible for bringing the 10 pounds of gold back to relevance, Nick Aldis. Harley was, he himself was a very giving in the ring. He was a very, very generous guy. Like, like if you get back and watch... Like, people always talk about his matches with Flair and with, with uh, Dusty. But if you go back and watch 
Harley Race and 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 uh, Jerry Lawler. You know, like Harley was. I mean, he knew how to make everybody look like they could. You know, that they they came within inches of of winning. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he got he also commanded deep respect from someone like Andre the Giant. You know, like that's a, it, it's a it's a it's a really truly unique you know, individual you're talking about that has the ability to make an audience believe that, and this is not a slight on Jerry Lawler, but, you know, to be able to make an audience believe that Jerry Lawler had you beat, but then also to to think like, wow, he's kicking Andre the Giant's ass. Like, that's a really unique skill set. Known as The Brain, Bobby Heenan is widely considered the greatest professional wrestling manager of all time. Whether it was outside the ring, inside the ring, behind the broadcast booth, or sitting in on a talk show, nobody had the gift of gab like Bobby Heenan. When the world lost Bobby Heenan on September 17, 2017, we lost a personality that wrestlers, managers, and broadcasters are still trying to emulate to this day. Prior to WrestleMania 3, Bobby Heenan did what he did best talked over 90,000 people into the Silver Dome to try to see if Andre the Giant could put an end to Hulkamania once and for all. You want to talk about the final chapter? I'll be glad to talk about the final chapter. The final chapter in the life and history and the career of Hulk Hogan. See, because it's over, Hogan. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. You had three good years. You can't laugh at that. You were lucky. You made some money. You got a cartoon. You got some dolls. You rode good. You had a good. But you know you can't beat this man. Toughest man in the world. Nobody can beat this man. You think with all that blonde hair and a bunch of little hulksters out there and behind you, you ripping that T-shirt off and shaking in your pythons, you think you can beat him, dummy? It can't be done by you, 10 guys like you, or 100 people like you. These names just scratch the surface of the legends we lost in the past decade in professional wrestling. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the names of Mean Gene Okerlund, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, China, Pedro Morales, George the Animal Steel, King Kong Bundy, and unfortunately, so many others. Coming up next, we ask the question, is wrestling cool again? We talk about that developmental brand in the WWE that really came to prominence. And then we talk about my wrestler of the decade that started his own company. We do all that on Pro Wrestling's Defining Moments of the Decade. We're back right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.